listening to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside of the gender binary. I'm Kathleen, a cisgender woman and ally living in Brooklyn. And I'm Faith, a transgender woman who also lives in Brooklyn. We'll be exploring topics like hormones, surgery, coming out, pronouns, LGBT stuff, and Q stuff, boys, girls, and everything in between. And if you disagree with us, factually, morally, or scientifically, then you're probably wrong. We are very excited. We have a special guest with us today. We have Maddie Love of the Minnesota Trans Atheist Podcast. Hello, Maddie. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, always fun to do podcasts. It really is, isn't it? It's so, you sit at home and talk into into the air, and then you have a podcast. Yeah, and it's... Sometimes it feels weird because it's like when you do a solo podcast and you have a host, you feel like you're just sitting in a room talking to yourself. But then I get to interview people like you are, and mm. it's like, oh, good. And I don't feel like I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's better. a little contact with the outside world then. Yes. <laughs> See, I had to get Faith into podcasts because she was a blogger until I came along. Oh, yeah. Oh. I have a huge music collection, but I never listen to talk. Because my dad used to always make me listen to Christian talk radio growing up. So I only listen to music. I rarely, Kath has to like poke me and be like, listen to podcasts, listen to this podcast. And she's got me into a few, mm. some of which may be yours, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't blame her. I feel bad because Faith grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh and now I can't even make her listen to NPR. And I have podcasts that I listen to like on a weekly basis and then there's other ones I'm always finding like new shows that I haven't heard before. It's like, oh, this is great. I've never heard this show. Yeah, no, definitely. Whenever anyone's like, oh, the top 10 list, I'm like, love it, love it, didn't love it, hate it, love it, love it, like. There's there's so many out there. Good on us for helping establish this new art form, huh? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I can think of us as pioneers in more ways than one. Indeed. Mostly because we're really good at starting fires. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maddie, thank you. Thank you again for joining us. So I have listened to your show a lot and know that you are fairly early in the process, would you say? Yeah, I'd say that's, I mean, I've been out since 2013 publicly. Mm-hmm. But I just started uh, taking hormones. I think it's been three months now. So, yeah. Oh, great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So, I'm, I'm pretty early myself, too. I'm like 11 months hormones and not quite full-time yet. Mm-hmm. So, are you full-time? You're What's your out. situation, Maddie? Uh, my situation is I, is I live out full-time. I don't, like, hide who I am. But at the same time, I don't always present, like, the most stereotypical femme or anything. I just mm-hmm. I, I, I just am who I am, I, <laughs> I guess. The only time I ever worry or, or do anything that would be, like, guy mode or, or, or whatnot would be if I was going to some seedy bar downtown that I've never been to or something that like just mm. out of for personal safety or type reasons but sure sure mm-hmm. everybody I know knows that I'm trans everybody at work I, I come to work just my, my female scrubs if there's such a thing as female scrubs and <laughs> the pink ones obviously. with the lace right with the lace <laughs> edging and... yeah, exactly I know the scrubs yeah <laughs> yeah so I was like I you know I wear, I wear dresses out in public I, I wear makeup I don't like and if it's I just wear what I would wear for the socially acceptable situation, but fully aware that I, you know, I have no passing privilege whatsoever, but really, I don't really care. So, well, I mean, sometimes I will, but not, I mean, it's a, it's few and, and far between, but you know, mm, mm. fuck it. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like that attitude. 
Well, I care. I'm a very, very sensitive person, but I'm trying (laughs) not to care. Sure, sure. Now, okay, so forgive me that this, if this is at all a rude question, I I hope it's not, but is it possible that maybe you don't have the best perception of how well you pass? Is it possible you're doing better than you think? A hundred percent possible, and I'm I'm using that from (laughs) what I've got a, uh, a family member who, if anybody listens to my podcast, they know exactly who that is. But mm. a family member who's transgender and he's a trans man, he has a hundred percent passing privilege, like a hundred percent. You know, he feels though at times he'd be like, "Well, I'm not sure." He even still like wonders about like, "Should I use that bathroom here?" And it's like, "Dude, you're fine. Like, you have <laughs> nothing to worry about unless like somebody like pissed on the seat or something. Like, you're fine. <laughs> Go use the bathroom." <laughs> Please go pee so we can yeah. get out of here. Yeah, exactly. So then you kind of see what it's like to to see someone else struggling with that. But I mean, we're all our own worst critics. But of course, it's uh, the stakes are pretty high for anyone who's transgender to to pass. So right. I mean, I've been. It, it's. I think they mostly have my fears. Like when I go, you know, bathrooms because everybody. The bathroom issue seems to be the biggest one that's always on my mind. But like mm. having to pee out in public and having been not chased out of bathrooms before, but mm. like given that that crazy side eye and then being yelled oh. at, and yelled at down the hall as I'm oh. <laughs> as I'm leaving the bathroom. But oh, that's terrible. Um, but it's every place that I had done that was a place with. I mean, Minnesota is very progressive. Not that we don't have our plenty of rednecks and jerks, but. Mm. Um, the policies that are in place though are very gender mm-hmm. protection. So like mm-hmm. it, the place that last place I got chased out at was at a, the college, one of the colleges that I go to. And huh. it's like, you can mm-hmm. follow me. I'm going to walk down to the office and they can explain to you why I was okay to be using that bathroom regardless mm-hmm. of trans or cis status. Mm-hmm. So they didn't finally uh, left and quit harassing me, but that's, that's yeah. fucking terrifying though. I mean, wow. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. So then, yes, so three months on the hormones. How was it coming out at work? How was that process? I'm curious. As far as like how I started or like how it's going? Yeah, is, I'm it taking a, them or? is it a conversation with HR? Is it a is it a one-on-one with coworkers? Like how does one do that? Well, as far as like like for work, I mean, that, that was, I, I just came out two years ago and said, look, this is what I am. Um uh, Mm-hmm. And Minnesota has a trans inclusive employment non discrimination act, so it's the end of law mm-hmm. that we keep talking about. We need federally. Minnesota mm-hmm. already has, so nice. that part I knew I was fine with. And I mean, people can fire you regardless of what the law says; they can find a reason. Mm-hmm. But you know, I work in a for a large healthcare corporation that has like twelve different hospitals, and we're not Catholic, and you know, there's so I, I wasn't worried about work at all. Okay. Oh, okay, you weren't. Wait, you weren't worried at all because, like, I just had, I work for the state of New York that, again, has, like, exactly the same protections you're talking about. And I just, I've just had, like, my second meeting with people at work. I just had to meet with the head of legal about it. And it was like, I, I'm terrified. She was so scared. I was like, I was like, it took me all day. (laughs) It took me, like, like hours to, like, build up the courage. I felt like I was going to get executed. You know, it was like, (laughs) So how, you had courage. That's awesome. You're a warrior. Well, you're a fierce warrior. I have I have also a fantastic supervisor who's like sister okay. works for like 
violence protection in, in Idaho, which doesn't seem like it'd be a very safe place to, to be in no. redneck Idaho. And like, she was super supportive. She was like, if she was a, if, she, if it wasn't work, she probably would have, you know, given me a hug, but <laughs> she was working oh, on getting my God. Like, I've got a great supervisor. I mean, I'm in, I have such a privileged position. Mm. I, I just try to remember how good I have it. Anytime sure. I'm thinking about, well, maybe this other job looks good. It's like, wait, wait, wait. You've been here almost 20 years. Your coworkers mm. are completely accepting of you. Mm-hmm. Your supervisor is accepting of you. Maybe you better just never look at because the, the grass is never going to be greener. Just <laughs> right, right. At. That's the thing, and it's a huge quality of life issue. You hear these stories about people, and mm-hmm. even if it isn't their boss or their supervisor who's a problem, even just one coworker who comes at them with homophobic shit or transphobic shit, that that's it. That'll ruin your work life. That's eight hours a day, forty hours a week, maybe more. Oh, yeah. So. And I no, know it that like you got a good situation. Well, I mean, and it helps that I don't know. I, I know that there's people at the hospital that if I use like the, the, the non gender specific bathroom. So I also don't press the issue when it comes to people outside of the lab mm, that I work in. I see. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the lab itself is a bathroom. So, mm. and it's a, its own bathrooms. So I don't have to. So I don't press like I don't confront a lot of people. Not that I shouldn't have the right to do that. I should totally have the mm. right to confront everybody. But my wife works there too, and I don't want her to get. I don't know, mm. too much flack. And sure. not that she's not 100% supportive. She would go to bat for me if she needed to. Mm. But I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I'll, I'll pull back on like how brave and courageous I am. I just, <laughs> <laughs> don't downplay it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see. So Faith, you have a question. Oh, have? I do. Okay. So you're, we've talked a lot about transiness. That's the term. It's not offensive because I said it. <laughs> so the other part of this is, well, and Minnesota, we haven't talked really about your atheism. And I grew up super, super duper evangelical Christian, like hardcore to the point that Kath reads these books about like people who escaped cults. And like I read it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> like I recognize. So like I grew up crazy. So I'm an atheist now. And I wonder because in New York, I don't really run into Christians that much. But the question for you is, what worthwhile things do you think can be gained from engaging Christians in theological or metaphysical discussions? Like, when you say engaging Christians, like, in, I guess, in what, it would depend on the context. Like, do you, it, talk do you mean to like, them? if you, yeah, if you see people, if, if you've got a, if you see someone handing out tracts or, or a cousin at Thanksgiving. Like, what worthwhile can be gained from engaging with them? Do you remember when you're a Christian? Because I remember this when I was going to church. Because um, I was an evangelical fundy as well. And they would talk Yay! about... They they would talk about, you know, you just... When you're talking to people, you know, they're just going to ignore you. Whatever. But you got to plant your seeds of doubt. you got to plant mm-hmm. the, exactly, these little seeds. Yeah. Must, faith size of mustard seed. I, mustard it works seed. both ways. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it works with any ideology. Every mustard seed grows into a mighty mountain. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh so, so they're mountain seeds. They're and mustard then you seeds? throw it in the sea. I remember this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're well, planting your seeds. Yeah, because, there's that. And then yeah. I think that it depends on how you interact with them because you want to always make sure you interact in a polite manner because mm-hmm. at least that's this is my tactic. I'm not saying everybody should do this, but. My thought is I'm not interacting with them. Sure, I want to plant some seeds with them in particular, 
but it's more for the audience that would be watching or listening and that yes. they need to see see me because they're not they're not emotionally engaged and entrenched into position that person I'm interacting with though is and I'm never going to change their mind at least I'm probably not going to change their mind on the spot. They're not going to suddenly throw up their chick tracks and go, yeah, I can play Dungeons and Dragons now. You know, but. (laughs) (laughs) How great if they did, though. Man, their life would get so good. Yeah, I just, that would be my thought. Like, I I saw the people proselytizing outside of Pride here uh, a couple Mm. months ago. And to be honest, yeah, they were full of hate and everything else. But I sat on the grass and on the Pride grounds rather than off the Pride grounds where they could talk to me. Um, Mm. And I just watched them and, and did that, oh, I was there. I used to be you. So if I could yeah. be them, they could, I mean, that person talking could have been, could have been trans and in the closet and really hating yeah. themselves. So I think there could be benefits. I just think that it, if you approach it politely, you plant some seeds of doubt, maybe you show them, look, I can be a good person without your God. And then maybe somebody listening will pick up on that too and go, you know, when they if they were to think about, do I, should I follow this crazy culty religion that hate makes me hate myself? Or mm-hmm. should I follow Maddie and, and, and other people? Um, hey, look, these seem to be decent people, too. I mean, I know for me growing up, one of the things that really helped me was just like knowing people um, who I guess we would say LGBTQ people existed in real life, like was like a huge help for me because I was just confused as hell because I wasn't gay, but like I wasn't straight. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and... I'm going to hell either way, but just knowing that there was like RuPaul existed, you know, it's like was a huge help for me. Totally. Visibility helps. I mean, just it helps other trans people who are in the closet know that they don't have to be in the closet. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I started questioning my Christianity because of my sexuality and because of my gender. And mm. it was that whole Jesus is supposed to transform you into a new and beautiful creature or some stupid mm. crap like that i don't remember my bible tons anymore because i don't care anymore um, yeah. <laughs> but you know jesus Faith never still turned... has it she can't shake it so oh. i had to memorize tons of bible <laughs> all the bible well i was only a fundy from like 18 to 25 so oh okay i grew up like hardcore like even like we like christian schools and all that and everything so mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to watch Smurfs because it was satanic. And I'm not Yeah, I wouldn't let my that. kids watch that either. Because <laughs> it's satanic? Yeah, I wouldn't let my kids root for the New Jersey Devils because they were from Satan and things like that. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I... Well, glad you guys dodged that Satan bullet yes. uh, mm-hmm. by avoiding the New Jersey Devils and Smurfs. And then, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. So that oh that's so cool. And I hope I I really hope your podcast and our podcast these get out to these these I always call them kids, these kids who need to hear it, but it's not just kids, right? It's it's married people, it's middle-aged people, people who just need to know that this is a thing and they're not weirdos. They're just like you guys. Yeah. Um I want to deviate a tiny bit off from that because you are not only a trans podcast, but yours is a skeptic podcast. Shh. We have transy listeners. We don't necessarily have skeptical listeners. So what I wanted to ask you as a skeptic, what's like your favorite example of something you have learned to be skeptical about? Something that uh, you think might interest our listeners? Uh, you know, I grew up in Washington State. 
So mm. probably Bigfoot. In fact, I, I was thinking ah! about. Well, I just like nice. I grew up that that was a thing. You know, I was the, grew up in the foothills of Mount Rainier, and mm-hmm. there's lots of woods there, and I, I, <laughs> that's where Bigfoot's supposed to live. Um, sure. So that's my probably my favorite, and it, that that helped me learn that. I guess skepticism, you know, the idea behind it is that you need to have some quality evidence before you believe something. And mm. there's never really no quality evidence that Bigfoot exists. Um, uh, yeah, those n- guys had a cooler full of ape hair. <laughs> I remember that. So that's not quality that evidence. Happen every, that happens like every year, doesn't it? Some... Wait, wait, go back. A cooler full of ape hair? All yeah. I saw was the video. What are you talking about? Maddie, why don't you explain? There, there was a, there was I a can freezer get into it, that too. these dudes in like was it Georgia it or South Carolina? Yeah, yeah, they had a freezer and they had like a Bigfoot carcass that they said was in there, and it turned out it was a rubber suit that was like like a <laughs> yeah. bad B movie gorilla rubber suit. It wasn't even good, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, they weren't even trying. I'm really disappointed by this. <laughs> well, and it's like so, pe- so people like believe in Bigfoot. And they've got like crappy evidence to believe in Bigfoot, but like, mm. so a skeptic would just say, "Hey, you know, maybe Bigfoot exists, maybe Bigfoot doesn't exist." But the time to start believing in Bigfoot is when you like provide evidence for Bigfoot's existence. Precisely. Yeah. So it's like it, it's not like you have to hate. I mean, you can love. There's my one of my favorite podcasts. It's called Monster Talk, and mm-hmm. it's a science show about monsters. It's a, but it's a skeptic podcast. There's a link down below to Monster Talk. You guys could check it out. <laughs> yeah, the hosts love 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 monsters but you know (laughs) they don't believe that really hardly any of them would be but they talk about like dracula too but they do lots of bigfoot (laughs) aliens loch ness monster atlantis see i'm this i'm a total skeptic and i love ufos i still read about ufos like today Mm -hmm. and i know and i yeah but i I, because i grew up reading that like folklore and (laughs) loved it it was so fascinating i used to like think i used to believe in bigfoot and sasquatch and the yeti Mm mm-hmm Totally. I was into all of that stuff. Yeah, I just posted to Facebook today something that popped into my head. And this is nothing to do with skepticism really so much, but it, it was about Bigfoot. And I was thinking about Bigfoot. And I was like, okay, you've got all these people with, with camera phones and video production equipment in their pocket. And yet mm-hmm. we still have crummy evidence or video evidence for Bigfoot. And yet people still believe. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is my social justice warrior part coming out. And yet we've got tons mm-hmm. and tons of really high quality evidence of police brutality against so- lower socioeconomic status than people of color. Yep. And yet nobody believes believes it no yeah wonder why that is it's such i just a saw the hypocrisy in it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i used to love the hypocrisy of like of like there'd be like one fuzzy hubcap floating in the air and people like see that proves aliens and then they'd be like and there's like twenty thousand photos of the moon landing and they're like nope <laughs> fake, fake. That was and, it's just, and it's the same people and it's like mm. yeah it's 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 tough so <laughs> Oh my god! No, it's easy for them. It's they easy for them, yeah. Right. But I, <laughs> I grew up because also like deem. I was I grew up and I and it was the nineties. You know, I was like a teenager and like X Files was getting big and things like that. Independence Day, mm. and so I remember being told that alien gray aliens were demons, oh, who oh, were god. being sent by Satan to like convince people that demons weren't real, that they were really extraterrestrials and thus turn people away from god it was this grand satanic scheme he's very schemey satan i don't know if you know that <laughs> that's pretty much what i taught my kids <laughs> now are your kids atheists also or is that is this uh just your journey 
my youngest son is he was an atheist, but he's also now he's a I believe Jesus loves me, but I can't prove it kind of very open, hmm. super super progressive liberal about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got two daughters that are atheist. Another one that I'm not sure about, I doubt, but it's nothing yeah. we would talk about. And then I've got uh, another son who's very, very evangelical Christian when he's in jail and then he gets out of jail and then he's a little less evangelically Christian. And then when he goes back to wow. jail again, he's very evangelically Christian again. So, Wow. Okay. That's that's a fascinating pattern. I will need to hear more about that, I think. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's that's. <laughs> You have a lot of kids. That's good to know. I have okay. five kids and eight grandkids and one on the way. Wow. Oh, wow. my Lord. <laughs> you have lived a life. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All I right. Tried. Wow. I just lived and life happened. I like that. Yeah. Yes. That's, it's that's... just life keeps happening like every day. I swear. Mm. It's like I wake up and there's more of it. I didn't even ask. <laughs> one thing after another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we hit our questions. Do you have any questions for us? Um, I'm putting you on the spot. I know I didn't even give you a chance to prepare questions. I don't really have any questions, but I just want to say oh, thank okay. you for your podcast. I mean, when, when I stumbled yeah. across your show, and I to be honest, I don't remember how I stumbled across your show. Uh, but when it came <laughs> across my feed and I found it, it was like, this is great. It's like less than half an hour, usually. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. It's on Stitcher, so I can listen to it in my car without messing around with my phone. Uh, I just—it's a great show. I—I I, I love the format. You two are hilarious, and Aww, no, just thank, thank you. you for your show. Wow! Oh my gosh! Thank you! Thank you very much. We, we just show up and talk, and <laughs> that's try and, far. Try and get some good stuff yeah. out of the audio recording. Exactly. Well, very cool, Maddie. I gotta thank you so so much for joining us. This has been really really fun, and mm-hmm. I think this is uh this has been a kick ass episode. And I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as I did. And before we go, throw out some URLs and tell us a little bit about your show. Yeah, it's a show that focuses on uh, underwear. <laughs> Transy stuff because I like that word. Okay, good. I talk about taking my feminems, which is a better term than titty skittles because you can that. use it in public. Um, yes, it's a child friendly <laughs> version of uh, titty skittles. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. I just I talk about transgender stuff, science stuff, uh, my atheism. I interview guests. Mm-hmm. I usually get on a little soapbox at the beginning to get stuff off my chest because it's better than Facebook. Mm. And then I try to every time I put an episode, I try to like close it with like a transgender music or artist or a trans ally just because I don't know, I, I like their stuff and just want to get it mm-hmm. out there. Absolutely. But you can find it. You can download uh the podcast on iTunes or any other any other podcasty thing. In fact, if you find can't mm-hmm. find it, let me know because I want to get it out there. Right. Otherwise, my show page is at thequeerlife.org. Go to thequeerlife.org, trans atheist pod is up at the top. You can click on that. So a couple other really good shows on that network network as well. <laughs> There's the Queer Life with Kaya Kramer's on that. Lesbiana Changes in Latitude, which is done by a, a trans woman out of San Diego. Yep. I've listened to a bunch of hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all part of the same Queer Life family. They're all good shows. Um, Excellent. But yeah, otherwise you can always download the app for free and mm. any of the podcast store or any app stores as well. I'm on Facebook, Trans Atheist Pod. Feel free to friend me. Chat me up. Mm. Are you on Twitter or is that not your thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I haven't been on Twitter. I used to be on Twitter all the time. Mm. I just kind of, I don't know why I pulled back from it. I just haven't been on it as much. I've found that when I go on it, it sucks up about an hour of my life and I've lost that time and I wake up and I'm far from home. And yeah, it, Twitter is, uh, it absorbs one's attention quite a bit. 
Facebook does that to me with lots of That's lots true. of bad puns and jokes. <laughs> we don't judge. <laughs> all right, fabulous. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners, you can find all those links down below. Please, if you haven't already, check out yeah. Minnesota Trans Atheist. Maddie's hilarious, has great guests. Highly, highly recommend it. Maddie, once again, thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, everyone, please check out her podcast. It's fantastic. Mm. We can't talk about like UFOs and crap because otherwise we'd be ripping her off. That's it. We're not yeah. going to rip you off, Maddie. <laughs> I would totally let you take it. We will get on a soapbox from time to time, but you know. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay. Bye. Thanks again for listening to The Gender Rebels. Please send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. If you like us, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Find the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for more of the Gender Rebels, visit our website, genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a Comeback Zinc production. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye!